0: Welcome to the Feather Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. <coughs> Welcome to the Feather Desert, everyone. I'm Kirsten, and Cheryl is with me as well. Today's Feather Desert episode is about a slightly controversial topic, and that is ground-feeding birds. We're going to talk about, should we do it or should we not? It is a very polarized issue, especially in the Phoenix Valley, where many areas have bans on bird-feeding.
1: Yes, so first let's start off with a definition of what ground-feeding Birds is. I like this Kirsten. You always like to start off with a definition <laughs> when you deal with a controversial topic. When we talk about ground feeding birds, we mean putting we mean putting food on the ground to intentionally attract birds to a specific area. Whether that is loose seed, block seed, or bread, which we do not recommend. If you are placing it on the ground or in a dish on the ground, this is considered ground feeding.
0: Yes. So now that we have that established, the title of this episode is actually Ground Feeding, Yay or Nay. So let's look at some of the yay first. When you do ground feed, you will get lots of birds. So if your goal is to attract birds to your yard, you will definitely do it with ground feeding. The types of birds you can attract in the Phoenix Valley will include house sparrows, morning doves, Inca doves, collared doves, and rock pigeons, uh, formerly known as rock doves. Yes. So you're you're seeing the um, theme here. Yes. Um, (laughs) These are the types of birds that you're going to attract when you ground feed. If you live in the right area in the valley, you could attract some gambles quail as well, which is one of the reasons that people are all about ground feeding is those gambles quails. And honestly, to tell you that's all I've got for the yay. That's pretty much it.
1: <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the yay part of this controversial topic is that you're going to attract a lot of birds.
1: Yes, but not necessarily the birds you want to attract. Right. So, it's it's a it's tricky. So let's move on to the Nays. then. The first nay is that you'll attract a lot of those house sparrows, morning doves, Inca doves, but I like Inca doves, (laughs) collar doves, and rock pigeons when you ground feed. These are the types of birds that most people don't want to attract in their yards. They are large, eat a lot of food, leave behind a lot of poo. Very true, and they are the first ones to attract those raptors. Yep. Like the um, sharpshin and the cooper's hawk.
0: Yes, which actually is kind of a yay for me. Yeah, but, but
1: not, not always for, not for everybody. Not
0: always a yay for everybody. So, speaking of poo, that leads us to nay number two.
1: <laughs> that <cute>. rhymes. <laughs> and I didn't
0: even realize it. Look at me. All right, we're in a Dr. Seussicle now. When you ground feed, you're encouraging birds to walk through their own and other birds' feces. Birds are actually very clean animals. They do not want to get their feet or feathers soiled because that directly affects their health and their ability to fly well. In the wild, they do not walk through their own feces to get to food, nor do they overcrowd an area with a limited amount of food. When we offer them a resource that they cannot turn down, such as a large quantity of food in one place, it attracts too many birds that will stay too long, and then they come in contact with a lot of poo. Coming in contact with this pool facilitates the transmission of diseases. So disease transmission is nay number 3. Ground feeding birds can transmit diseases like avian flu, aspergillosis, salmonellosis, avian pox and mycoplasmal conjunctivitis, aka house finch eye disease. These diseases can spread between birds easily at a ground feeding site because it attracts a lot of birds to one area that might not encounter each other in the wild. Most likely would not encounter each other in the wild. The other problem is that many of these diseases are zoonotic, which means they can be transmitted from birds to people. So you've just attracted all these birds to your backyard and people with a compromised immune system are especially susceptible. We don't want somebody getting aspergillosis from our cute little lovebirds because you put too much stuff on the ground everybody's running around on the ground and exchanging things so that is nay number
1: three so i've got nay number four and it is how much your neighbors are going to hate you the larger doves and pigeons that you will be attracting to our to your yard with ground feeding will not Just stay in your yard. They will sit on your neighbor's roofs, fence, or trees, just as they will do in your yard. And when they begin to poo in large quantities or make a lot of noise, your neighbors may get a little upset. Yes. Also, depending on where you live, the city may have a ban on ground-feeding birds. On feeding ground...
0: uh, Ground Ground-feeding birds, Ground-feeding
1: birds, If your neighbor complains, the city will get involved. So our recommendation is to avoid ground feeding. Using feeders that hang either tube or cylinder feeders reduces the number of birds that can eat in one area at one time and limits the amount of food they have access to at one time. Birds that forage on the ground will have access to some of this food also because some of the food will fall on the ground as the birds eat because birds are messy. Yep. Um, They don't want to be, but just with their food, they are. When using hanging feeders, you will attract fewer ground-feeding birds. And this is true.
0: Yes, it is. So now we know some of you really do like ground-feeding, and we get that, Um, especially when you have quail that visit your yard. I mean, I can't say no to a quail. I do have quail in my yard. But we have a few tips to allow you to continue enjoying your bird-feeding hobby, while keeping the birds and yourself healthy and keeping your neighbors happy too. So one thing you can do is use a good quality food with no fillers or shells that attract nothing but doves and pigeons. If you have a poor quality food, it usually has a lot of fillers in it, and even the shells on your seeds can also attract doves and pigeons. So we don't want to do that. So we're looking at something like a no-mess food that's carried by Wild Birds Unlimited or other specialty bird feeding stores that specialize in bird feeding. Not Walmart that has... A garden section. We're talking about a bird feeding specialty store. Um, you're looking at something. The no-mess food will contain black um, oiled sunflower seeds shelled. They won't have any shells on them. Little peanut chips and a bit of millet. And none of those will have shells. So that's great. That means your smaller little sparrows are going to chop that up right quick before your bigger birds even know that it's there.
1: There's nothing left behind. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, You could also look into something like a no-mess quail blend, especially if you have quail and you want to keep them around. That is a shelled millet, a tiny amount of cracked corn, and then some of the shelled black oil sunflower seeds. And when you use this, you want to sprinkle a handful, one handful a day. Not the entire 20-pound bag at once. This is when your neighbors will hate you, and they'll be calling the city.
1: Like, Trust me, the quail can't eat all that.
0: No, they cannot eat all that, and it'll be instantaneous dove and pigeon. Yes. So doing this a handful at a time will limit the resource, which is the food, which will in turn limit the number of birds that will visit the area at one time. Because if the other birds come and your quail or your sparrows have already eaten it up, the bigger birds are going to be like, "Well, oh, there's nothing here for me. I'm going to leave. And that's what you want but doing this a handful at a time will still allow you to see the birds that you love.
1: Another way to responsibly ground feed is to use smaller seed blocks than what are typically sold in stores. Ground feeding blocks typically sold are usually about four pounds of seed and attract many, too many birds actually. Either break down the larger blocks and use only small pieces at a time, or make your own using a recipe with good quality seed, unflavored gelatin, and bark butter. We'll include a recipe in our show notes that is easy to make and healthy for the birds. Put your small muffin-sized seed blocks out when you know the quail will be visiting. and This will let the quail eat the block and prevent too many doves and pigeons from showing up. I like, do like that no-mess quail mix Yes, um, for the birds.
0: Yeah, I've like used this. that one in my backyard, and I definitely do have some doves and pigeons. Well, I don't have pigeons, but I have doves that come to visit. And also, if you like the doves to come and visit, using those smaller blocks will keep fewer of them. Mm-hmm. So if you have the cute little Inca doves, which I never have. I miss that. I like the little Inca doves. Very cute. Um, putting out a small block of that will allow them to eat And then not attract too many throughout the entire day so that you don't have a giant 60 flock of pigeons in your backyard. So I think that we both are on the side of nay Mm -hmm. for ground feeding birds. Yes. So there definitely are more cons than pros. So we will encourage all of our listeners to use hanging feeders when you're feeding the birds. And for a good discussion of tube feeders versus cylinder feeders, check out our episode by that name. And for those of you who might be wondering, am I in an area where there is a ban on ground feeding birds? We also have a podcast by the um, net title Bird Laws mm-hmm. that also discussed our local Phoenix Valley bans. And for those of you who just can't give up ground feeding, please consider our tips and check out the recipe for our seed blocks in our show notes. Yes.